Live from Los Angeles, California, AfterBuzz TV and America's Voice, this is The Trump Report. Welcome to The Trump Report. <laughs> Hello everyone watching as usual on YouTube here at AfterBuzz TV and welcome to our new friends at America's Voice. We appreciate you taking the time. Today is indeed Tuesday, January 30th, and we just finished watching the State of the Union Address. I'm Christian Blatt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at ChristianDMZ. And for those watching, and also those listening, but for those watching, you will see on my left, your right, the lovely and talented Chelsea Galicia. Where can people find you? At Chelsea Galicia. And next to her, the also lovely, also talented, not Chelsea, but Tamara. Tamara Brown. That's what, I, that's what I was about to say. Tamara Brown, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, social media at Hey Tamara. And if you go to my YouTube channel, Hey Tamara, I've got a new series of Sarah Huckabee Sanders impressions I'm doing. What? I didn't even know about this. I, I kind of want to stop the show and watch it now, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to actually do the show. And at the other end of the desk, the man in the snazzy blazer, yes. the one and only Scott Moore at SMN80. Yes. Thank you, Scott, I, for, uh, you know, really. And you know what? You have yes. a jacket on. You've got, well, you've got a sweater on, but, you know. We're stepping it we're up. Stepping it up. Classy. Very classy. It's a we're long class- sweater. Yes. It's like an elegant sweater, mm-hmm. just in case you were I mean, Chelsea, I mean, if you're I wearing it, it's going to be elegant, so that, that really goes I'm doing saying. the blazer over a t-shirt like an yeah. 80s comedian. Yeah. Well, exactly. I think that's a, you know, that's a great way to go. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be a prop comedian? Don't answer that. Uh, all right. So there's a lot to talk about the State of the Union address mm-hmm. and only one hour in which to do it. So uh, I want to sort of address the State of the Union address in and of itself uh it was chelsea was surprised when i pointed this out it was almost an hour and a half it was an hour and 25 minutes uh started it was the most punctual start time i'd ever seen the president walked out at four minutes after the hour which usually you know it's a good 10 15 minutes i didn't know you were so impressed by punctuality (laughs) i am too considering the only one that noticed that considering how late these things usually start Mm -hmm. and how long they go how some long-winded presidents can be yeah i'm talking to you obama they can go on for a long time president bush was like out in like 40 minutes he's like i got things to do all right you know that's what i was expecting here Mm -hmm. and well our friend drexel who unfortunately was able to was not able to be with us tonight he his whole thing was like well yeah we should go up at 7.30 Pacific time because uh, how long is he really going to talk for? I'm like, you clearly don't understand him. You know, there's this idea that Trump doesn't like being president, and there are probably days where it's a bit of a drag compared to his old life. But a day like today, oh, he loves mm-hmm. being president. He got all that applause. And really... Only a smattering of booze, considering the way that Democrats were sitting there on their hands and all that. I thought we would have gotten a lot more booze. And I'm going to be 100% honest. The first hour of the State of the Union address, and that's what I was saying to Chelsea, was about an hour 25 minutes. She was stunned that it went on that long. <laughs> because it, it just moved so fast, didn't it, Chelsea? Well, I was doing research. <laughs> I was doing my own personal fact-checking. Mm-hmm. And so I got, you know, that's so much fun. And so I got... You got, all, all, you got lost in, in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I would say that first hour of the State of the Union address was shockingly presidential. Now, look, we've all seen there's the different Trump. There's Teleprompter Don, who we got tonight. And there's 
50-50 Don, you know, teleprompter, and then he kind of lapses into Twitter Don, and then just, you know, flat out, you know, Vince McMahon, WWE, you know, <laughs> just mm-hmm. just really calling everybody out. Uh, and uh, I thought that a lot of what he said is like, you know, I don't know how it resounded on the panel, but I think that a lot of Americans who heard what he had to say are like, yeah, these are things that are important to me. I'm glad to hear somebody addressing these things. Uh, Chelsea, I'll start with you. Overall, what were your thoughts of the State of the Union? Well, at first I was surprised that I didn't have more of like, oh my God, did he just say that moments. I just noticed myself have a couple eye roll moments and I was wondering, oh gosh, have I become so desensitized that he might have said very offensive things and it just rolled off my back like no big deal. So I had to review my notes and say, no, actually, it wasn't that offensive. I mean, it was nice that you stopped at the, he just said Hispanic. Is that Well, and, right? and we'll get to that mm-hmm. when we talk about the unemployment because that's one of those but things the, that I wasn't sure if that was... Potentially that was the most offensive thing. I thought that the term Hispanic was right there with Oriental and with something we don't say anymore, yeah. you know, or Cleveland Indians, you know, things that we don't say anymore. But, uh, you know, he used it and there weren't boos. So, I mean, I guess it's accepted. But yeah, you're right. That was sort of the one thing where it was like, what did he just say? And I think when Trump does, uh, you know, he's addressing reporters, you know, holding court for an hour. Those are the times where you have to stop a lot more and be like, did... Did he just ask if if that black reporter knows anyone in the Congressional Black Caucus? Can he get, you know, there's there's those moments. But we didn't Mm -hmm. get as many of those. Uh, Tamara, as a comedian, were you disappointed that we didn't get more of those moments? I got to say, I was disappointed. I was expecting there to be some sort of snafu that would blow up on Twitter. Some sort of, he'd pronounce a very important person's name wrong. There would be a wardrobe malfunction. There would be, I was waiting for that moment to just get excited about for another, you know, week of jokes about. But... He, if you are in line with his policies, he did a great job. He just stuck to the script and he said um, he, he was very appropriate, which is unbelievable. I guess that's what's surprising. You know, <laughs> he was actually appropriate, even, was- even time-wise. You know, I think uh, Bill Clinton had the longest State of the Union at 90 minutes. Reagan had the shortest at like 31 minutes. And uh, this was still completely in the middle. It was a reasonable so it's like 85 minutes, uh, unless I'm <laughs> mistaken. So I actually, I, it's funny because I felt like some of those Clinton State of the Unions were like two and a half hours. Yeah. So uh, I, my mistake, I thought that they were, you know, like an extended fish, you know, two two act set with a with an intermission in the middle. Uh, Scott, what did you think? Uh, my overall thoughts were he had to read a teleprompter. That's all he had to do and get through it. So, But to be fair, and I'll interrupt, in the past, that has not always been the no, easiest thing I saw, I saw him go off a few times there, but I think he knew, considering this was the first and maybe the last State of the Union that he's going to be giving, uh, that he had to uh, stay to script. And that's all he had to do. And his handlers were telling him, don't you know, diverge off, don't go off script. Just stay on the teleprompter and you're going to do okay. And agreeing to what you said earlier... Of course, this is his night. He loves us. This is what he lives for. This is the one thing being president or presidenting for <laughs> is good for him is is sitting there and having a speech in front of everyone, being the center of attention for an hour plus, having everyone applaud for him, and it's all about him. Um, and yes, state of the unions tend to, depending on what party you're on, uh, those are the people that are going to be watching in full force. And um, 
So yeah, he threw the red meat to the people that are most likely going to be watching, which are going to be Republicans. Um, as far as the duration, the length of the State of the Union, it was actually one of the longer ones. I was reading um, in the chat, it's the third longest. Yes, third Thank, longest. You. Thank you, Drexel okay. Heard yes. in the chat, by the way. <laughs> it the was, third because LBJ speech. was pretty long, and I know, uh, obviously, Bill Clinton was known for having I his mean, long, uh, you know, uh, so it, it was pretty long out there. LBJ so. had probably had a five-cocktail lunch, so it probably <laughs> was so much slurring that made it take so long. I'm sorry, right. what was the thought right. you were going to say? No, that's basically it. Yeah. Oh, basically. It. Okay, <laughs> it's all right. It's uh, I don't I, I don't think it's hashtag too soon on that one. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that it, to your point about him throwing the red meat to the base, mm-hmm. I do think that there was also a lot of attention paid to sort of you know those voters who went for Trump in blue states in the Pennsylvania's mm-hmm. you know Wisconsin. You can argue if it's a blue state, but yes. you know, states that Hillary was expected to win. There were a lot of things that were positioned with them in mind. It was a lot of stuff about jobs. And, you know, look at all these jobs that are coming back to America. And those are things that as much as people in the Democratic Party, people possibly on the panel, I'm not pointing, might Mm -hmm. dislike the president, it's hard to say that, like, well, those are bad things. Now, you can say that the companies coming back are bad because of the tax cut, but more jobs for more Americans. Chelsea, are you about to say you don't want more Americans to work? The question is not whether it's bad. The question is whether it's true. You know, if you bring in 20,000 workers and you lay off. He said it it on TV. Uh, How could it not be true? (laughs) Finish your thought. Well, I won't believe it until it's in a tweet. Okay, that's right. fair. Then it's, then it's until it's in a coffee. Yes, so. I want. I, I want to see how the numbers work out. Yes, some will come. How many are going to leave? For example, the um, the same day that Walmart's like we're giving everybody raises and get it. This is the same people that the other store. What is it? The other Walmart, Sam's Club. Yes. Closed, I don't know, 60-some-odd stores and laid everybody off. They had the, no heads up. But those so, are like Costco. Those are stores that you have to pay to be a member. So if Sam's Club is not doing as well, it's maybe because people don't want to pay an annual fee. They just want to go into Walmart and Target for free. Also, Costco does it better than Sam's Club. But That's the, like, hey, where's RC <laughs> Cola? I, all I see is Coca-Cola the, everywhere. The point is, is like, yes, look at the positives. Okay, great job, Walmart, giving people raises. Although, if any of your employees are on welfare, screw you. Uh, that does not... How can you work for Walmart and be on welfare? It's, is that's it, the is way it, it works. a part-time worker? There are... That, does, that sounds to me like... There are many places where the they're still meet the poverty threshold. Oh, well. Absolutely. And you could also add real quickly before getting too far off track that Walmart had to compete with Target and then they raised their, their – which was already in the works because Target had given a raise. And in a lot of states, the minimum wage is higher than the federal minimum wage and they had to meet those requirements in some of those states, which had nothing to do with the tax cut or anything else. They had to meet those new requirements that wouldn't affect on January 1st where states had higher minimum wages. So I want to see how it kind of shakes out. Yes, jobs might come in, but mm-hmm. there's going to be others sure. that go. And he's only going to, of course, mention the ones that come in. Mm-hmm. So it's about whether it's really true – when we, you know, look at everything. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think uh, President Obama would have gone up there and talked about the things that, you know, weren't going well. I think that when you're the president, you go up and you talk about the things that are, you cherry pick the yeah, good yeah, stories. Of course. But the, to the point of the plant for whichever car manufacturer is moving from Mexico back to Michigan, those aren't jobs that are going out. Those are jobs that are coming in. And then there's those plants that are going to open in Alabama. And you can make a, a, a credit, you can uh, have your thoughts on what it says about having car manufacturing jobs. I think that those are, you know, good paying jobs with benefits in a lot of these states where people probably haven't worked in a while. Those sound to me like they're good. Yes, of course. There there must be jobs going somewhere. I know a few people in the state department who have left their jobs in the last year. <laughs> I don't know why, I'm just saying. I've known I do know a few people though. Um but uh I I don't know. I think that that was the sort of thing that getting back to the original point is it really speaks to people, especially in states like Michigan and Alabama, where you're like, oh, sounds like there could be some jobs. Um, and then, you know, Apple was going to hire some more companies, right? more pe- more companies. Yes. They're a big company, yes. but they're only going to hire more companies. <laughs> they're going to hire uh, some more employees. Mm-hmm. And the fascinating thing that I found out after this tax cut, which I, I don't, it hasn't really impacted me yet, but I know people who work for companies that are surprised that their companies were able to, like, well, we have all this extra money. We have to give it to you now. I know somebody that works for Jay-Z's company, Tidal. And do you think that Jay-Z voted for Donald Trump? Quick answer. No, he did not. They were arguing on Twitter earlier this week. (laughs) And Tidal gave, I believe it was $1,500 to all their employees because they had a surplus of money. So... There's a lot of news that you can look at and you're able to spin it, of course, if you're the president. But you're able to say, look at all this money that we have. And people are getting this money. I don't have any of this money. But there are people Mm -hmm. who are like, man, I don't don't know. This guy is weird. I don't know what his skin color is. He tweets too much. But I got more money now. And if that's true for people that go and file their taxes, uh, there was something about uh, the, the, the child income tax credit. I got two kids now. I'm excited to see if that's true. Because if that's true, <laughs> I'm going to be very excited. Expecting to be disappointed. But if it is true, um, maybe I'll give out $1,000. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, I want to know, even for you know the, the people among us who don't make very much money is $1,500 going to change anybody's life and is it worth the cost because there is a cost to there, that there is a cost but is there a cost to that family the $1,500 isn't going to change their life but it's going to change their month it's going to change maybe two and months and is that change in their month or two worth the long effect of how much deficit is going to be I would added need, I would how need, much I would need Paul Krugman to tell me and I have children much, that will then yeah, be paying for that I, in the future I, I, don't, I don't know and that really long-term. compared to all the stock buybacks that are going on is that $1,500 $1,000 bonuses that were going to people really that big of a difference. I'm, I'm personally, I'm a member of the one percent. So my tax cuts, I feel, <laughs> yes. are um, substantial enough to keep me going through, and it's well worth and, the and, deficit. And that's why Tamara's yeah. here because yes. we hope that her wealth trickles down. We on hope all so. Of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's uh, the whole. It goal. has yet to happen, though, it, Tamara. I keep hoping, well, though. You know. Every week, that's why I come back. It occurs. I'm like, I wonder, why do people believe in trickle down? Because it makes sense. You know, you think about it, like gravity will fall down. Or but you think of the water money, as it seeps from the soil Yeah, but and money is down. not subject to gravity the way that we no, think about no. it. In our, it just, just doesn't... Well, I mean, you know, change is. Change is very subject to... to <laughs> okay, to, well, know, maybe the change... Sacagawea dollars... 
Those, those are, heavy. are very, yeah. Those are <laughs> they yeah. got some weight. To if them. you got a, if you got a bag of them because you got to go do your laundry. Those, I, they, I was those... racking my brain. How is it that people still believe right. in trickle down theory when we've seen? A great example. It does not, but that was my I, I only think it's explanation. Only the uh, the wealthiest echelon that believes in the trickle down, right? That's and, and, just and the, the people the exactly because they feel they're going to get it first, and they'll just take care of everyone later. Yeah. But other people but believe in it too. No, I know because they still think it because they've been told for thirty plus years that it's going to work. And uh, but here's the thing with the tax cuts, though. Basically, they the thing is companies are already sitting on record profits, and giving a one time bonus is nice. But you know they're talking about hiring, you know, uh, raising wages. But the bottom line is they're going to be paying off their their stockbrokers, their I mean their their stocks and their their companies first, and all the money that's going to go into that is not going to make it down to the everyday employee, and that's the sad thing about it because they're going to make sure that the stocks and the um, the board members are getting their pay, and that's what it is for a company. Unfortunately, it's all about the bottom line for them, and 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 getting down to the everyday worker is is going to be a tough call and it's just not going to happen one-time bonus is great but what we need to see is actually wages increasing for workers and really have those cost of uh increased wages that we have not seen in trump years. said tonight wages are going right. up and i'm like really yeah any for who i mean right. I, I, besides tamra yeah <laughs> uh, i yeah i i would like to hear Self-made you know for uh, those of you watching live on AfterBuzz TV, we do have the YouTube chat open. Let us know if anyone has seen or expects to see an increase in their paycheck or if you think that the president was right and when you go and file your taxes, you're going to get an extra 2000 or $4,000 if you're a uh, family of four. By the way, I'm a family of four. I'd like $4,000, please. And not well, high, he not said not it was going to be 2000 Oh, not in high cost. Uh, no. All right. So if I, move, if I move to Alabama and yes. I got a job at that Chrysler plant, mm-hmm. then uh, all right. Well, <laughs> it was nice knowing everybody. I got to go. <laughs> um, all right. But uh, to, to the point that I was making, Tamara, you could probably hear, yes, the red meat, but also the sort of things that are going to connect with a lot of Americans that they don't, they don't really care about. The Russia investigation. They don't care about this book that, that you know people are talking about. They don't care about Stormy Daniels. They don't care about any of this stuff. They're just like, uh, well, if these things are true, I, I think I like the sound of this, right? I mean, that's uh, if I'm unless I'm mistaken. Are you from Missouri? Yeah, originally. I'm okay. surprised you knew that. <laughs> you told me. Did I? I've read your dossier, <laughs> and so you know, I feel I feel I like don't. that's that's a, a part of the country where. You know, look, people don't make as much money as you do now that you're in Hollywood. You know, when so they like to hear things like mm-hmm. more jobs, lower taxes, lower ta- higher tax returns and things like that. I mean, I think you could imagine, you know, some of your neighbors, you might even be able to visualize some of them who you don't talk to anymore because you're famous. <laughs> but, uh, you know, how she do you think never. this plays over in places like Missouri? First of all, I, I feel like now I am playing Trump's game of just touting myself as <laughs> wealthier and more successful than I really am. And you have I, the I, best we'll, career. We'll see how this works you out have the for best me. Sa- My career is tremendous. Yeah. The best My Sarah career. Huckabee Sanders videos. I have the best Sarah Huckabee Sanders impression that anyone has ever seen ever. So, mm-hmm. that being said... Uh, I don't know. 80 Bryant's is pretty good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, I... Well, you know, the thing is, with even in Missouri, uh, the Democrat, the demographic of the people that I am in contact with, um, they are... Uh, what I'm hearing and seeing is, you know, they, they aren't buying into this. This is the biggest tax break of all time. You know, it's... The, the fact is, it's, what, the eighth 
biggest tax cut in American history? He said tonight this is the biggest tax cut mm-hmm. in American history. There were a right? lot of in American histories yeah. that I feel like by the time we do the show next week, we'll be able to political uh, we'll be able to compile a list. You know, there's organizations like PolitiFact mm-hmm. and others that they go and check. And some people, you know, target those organizations as being partisan. But if you fact check and you're like, no, it's the eighth most and here's the other seven, then I feel like that's they've done their homework. Obviously, anything you read could be could be uh, fabricated if you don't fact check your own fact checks. But uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what sort of some of those some of those things were. Uh, and you feel like people maybe aren't buying into it. And my question for Chelsea is: this huge tax break isn't really a tax break for everyday Americans, is it? No, it's, it's for not. the people who are going to throw the fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. Because I feel like if my company is going to give out $300,000 amongst employees, it's because there's a tax break where they're making another $300 million. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, all right, well, we'll just kick a little that way. Maybe they won't pay attention to all of a sudden. Then they'll, yeah. they'll think this was good for them. We mm-hmm. will have successfully tricked them. <sighs> you've made me you've made me, you know, just just very skeptical of government all of a sudden. I thought that the government had our best interests, that it was bipartisan, that everybody wanted things to be better for us. <sighs> anyway, I, I, suppose, I don't even know what to say about it. I'm like well, that's one there wasn't a lot of blaming tonight. I was expecting a lot more divisiveness. Yeah, I agree with that, that I thought that there might have been a, a little I did expect teleprompter Don. And I expected him to really mm-hmm. stick by the book. But I did think that there would be, you know, a couple of shots. You know, presidents will always be like, well, some people in this mm-hmm. chamber don't want to vote for that. Well, you know, and The shots were, we stand for the national yes, anthem. There were a few there. Right, but Colin Kaepernick wasn't there, you know. So, I mean, I mean, because you know, he, one, doesn't have a job in Congress. He doesn't have a job in the NFL either. So, you know, it's hard to find him, actually. But Oh, is that your own dig at Colin Kaepernick? That he doesn't have a job? Yeah, <laughs> it is, actually. Because, you know, he, he's he's not that great of a quarterback is what it comes right, down to. Right, that's why he doesn't have a yeah, job. Yeah, that's why he doesn't have a job. You know, <laughs> but, if, if Tom Brady were to start kneeling during the national anthem, mm-hmm. he'd still have a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I and think, I think a lot of people wouldn't care anymore either. All well, of a sudden, not, this issue not, about not, you, New, you know, not New England, they wouldn't. Yes, but I'm saying in general, yeah. I don't think uh, Trump would care then. I'd be like, well, you know, well, because Mr. Kraft, who mm-hmm. owns the Patriots, is mm-hmm. no doubt a friend. Yes. Anyway, uh, so that's just sort of a, a little bit of an overview, and uh, please keep uh, sending us your comments in the chat on YouTube. For those watching after the fact, you can comment on our YouTube video, or you can tweet us at Trump Report A B T V for After Buzz TV, mm-hmm. and that is where you can always find the show. Um, it was late in the speech, but I kind of want to get to it early in the show because... It might take up the rest of the show. Who <laughs> was immigration? Yes, and uh, I was a little surprised that some of the the information that we got during there. There was a lot of talk about MS thirteen, mm-hmm. and before the State of the Union, I thought that MS thirteen was that show with the robots that watch bad movies and make jokes in space. <laughs> I was apparently oh, only Tamara like that. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I, but no, I legitimately. Never heard of MS. I thought it was a boy before. band. It could have been a, very easily a boy band name too. <laughs> Produced by Simon yes. Cowell. Really, yes. ladies and gentlemen, MS13. I feel like every single friend of mine here in Los mm. Angeles is like, "Oh, yeah. my neighborhood's an MS13 yeah, yeah. neighborhood." Yeah. Wow, really? Wait a minute. Yeah. So you don't have the high value one percent friends that I thought you did. <laughs> she likes to keep.
keep it real. I like to keep it, you yeah. know, outside. I have yes. gates. I have very high gates. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, so built a, you built a wall. I built a wall. Uh, I, you know, look, I live in the valley, and you know, I mean, uh, our our gangs are more of the, you know, the argyle sweater, you know, tied around your shoulders. It's it's a little yeah. bit more of that crowd. <laughs> but uh, now, Chelsea, I know that you did some homework, so you can yeah, tell us about MS13, and the impression I got of MS13 from President Trump's speech was that okay, well, this is. This is like one of those Mexican gangs that you hear about, and they come across the border and you know, they do all these terrible things. Uh, is that accurate? Is that is, is did I get the right impression from President Trump? Well, no. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. First of all, I want to say something about the context because I feel like the order that he talks about things in does matter. So, right before he brought them up, he was talking about prison reform, and then right after that he, is when he got into dreamers and his four pillars. And so, sticking MS13 in the middle of those makes them just ties immigrants with uh, exactly. criminality. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I don't think that that was an accident. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Now. I know that people didn't tune in to the after uh, show on the State of the Union for a history lesson, but I think that it's really important. Just a quick second. MS-13 was a gang that started here in L.A. It was started by Salvadorians in the 80s. Just in case you don't remember what was happening in the 80s in Central America, in Guatemala also, or I've been a number of times, was there's civil wars going on that, until recently, the United States never admitted that they were involved mm-hmm. in. And these, some of these wars went on for, on for a long time. The one in Guatemala didn't end until 1996. The United States was involved. Um, you can say that they were there for noble reasons or I mean, not. And, the, and this is well documented. This yes, isn't this like is, Alex Jones stuff. No. Like, believe me, they were there. Mm-hmm. You'll have to just you know, yes. listen to my show. Thank you for that backup. And yeah. so these uh, Salvadorian immigrants and Guatemalans started to come to the United States. Some of them had got asylum. Yep, thanks for that. And so they felt that they needed protection from the other gangs, the black gangs, the Mexican gangs, because they were sort of the new kids on the block. So that is how MS-13 started, as a defense for these new new immigrants. And now, yes, they are have done some really awful things. But I think an important thing to remember is when you go into other countries and mess things up, notice how I thank got you. myself yes, there? Thank you. <laughs> Expect consequences. Mm-hmm. We, are a lo- we are a country, I hear all the time, of law and order, but there are also natural laws of cause and effect. And if you go into another country and screw things up over there, one of the effects is going to be that it's going to show up on your own doorstep. And that is why we are, yes, there are many victims of MS-13, but the United States itself is not a victim, and I just want people to think about that when we are considering going into other countries. And why did these? Why are these people doing these things? It's not just some of them might be very well evil, but not all of them are. They are trying to survive. They were sort of mm-hmm. ousted from their homeland, and so now they're they're here struggling to make it. And some of them are acting out in terrible, terrible ways. So you characterize MS-13 as the new kids on the block, which means you heard it here first that President Trump wants to deport Donnie Wahlberg. Sorry, Donnie. Somebody else is going to have to take over at Blue Bloods and at Wahlburgers. Uh, but So it, it's interesting that that's a little bit of the backstory, but it doesn't take away from 
the the terrible story in the uh, family that we the two families that we saw stand uh, they had uh, two daughters named uh, Kayla and Nisa, Nisa I believe yeah, yeah. and uh, you know so you hear that and that's that's one of those things where even though Democrats don't like to applaud anything that a, a Republican president says they're like no we know we have to stand here. This is something that we need to applaud. Grief is a little right. bit bizarre. Yeah. Moment now, of look, silence. you had said yeah. when we were watching it, it'd be better to do a moment of silence. Right. But I think a moment of silence, it's it's like you're going to get the couple, <clears throat> and you might get a couple of Baba Booies, I don't know, just in case. <laughs> so, you know, from Stinny Horror probably. But anyway, I think that applauding them. I, I understand the the point about maybe a moment of silence is more appropriate. I just feel no. like it's a better way to show tribute. Uh, but uh, it and and here's the other thing. I think that is a heartbreaking story, and I am I agree with President Trump. There are 300 Americans that are heartbroken from that for that family, and yes, I am one of them. With that said, more crimes including murders, are committed by citizens, well, not immigrants. And, and that's what I was going to say, is the fact that, and I think this, and, and other presidents have done this too, using that as, as a prop was gross. I, I just, the using that, and, and again, what he loves to do is traffic in fear, and labeling immigrants as being others, and being criminals, and being dirty, you know, it was like, that's what I felt like again, and it was using that in a way to make people in certain places feel scared and frightened of immigrants as they're different and they're bad and they're here to steal your jobs and murder your children. Where, like Chelsea was saying, you know, he made a top little gesture about the Second Amendment, but never once mentioned anything about gun violence and all the terrible gun violence that's happened. The worst uh, massacre in history, under his watch, by the way, under his watch last year, him claiming about all these great You're things. You're talking about been, Las Vegas? Yes. Yes, okay. And the school shootings that have happened just this year alone, and the one in Kentucky, and the many times it's happened by white citizens from this country, and not one word brought up about that, which is a much bigger scourge to this country, and a health risk, and a psychological risk, and an everyday risk to Americans that was not brought up once in this state of the Thank United States Thank you for saying that. All. I would have not said that I would time, be a man Not one two, word about two it. Two points uh, that I, I wanted to address. The first is, I don't know enough. This would be research I'd have to do during the week. Did the uh, the MS-13 members who killed these girls, were they here in the loophole like he alluded to? I, have, I literally have no idea about that. I was trying to fact check that yeah. as so we were going. If they do, I look, I understand your point that do. it is politicizing it. But yes. if it is politicizing it because it highlights something that's wrong, I understand it. To the other point about him talking about the Second Amendment, Obviously, that right. is definitely at the base, and some of the more right-leaning people, you know, like sure. center-right, because he, he hinged that together with talking about God as well. Right. And those are two things that you certainly had eight years of a president who was not in favor of the Second Amendment, rightly or wrongly. That's for not you to say. Not in favor no, of the Second no. Amendment? What? He said, I'm anti-Second Amendment or uh, I'm pro-gun safety. Or I'm gonna, yeah, so right. that's one way to put it is pro-gun safety. But in terms of what people were afraid of, in terms of the regulations that the Obama administration would have liked to put in place. Yeah, I, I, I so it's splitting hairs, if you want to say, or if we're talking about guns, it's splitting crosshairs to say that he is anti-Second Amendment. But the point is, mm. he also 
was on record, you know, sort of disparaging people clinging to their guns and gods. And I know that was when he was on the campaign. I know that was 2008. But people remember that because if they listen to talk radio, if they watch some of these shows, stuff like that gets replayed. So it's a very smart calculated move of whoever wrote the speech, the team who wrote the speech, and I think to wasn't get those in there. speech Stephen Miller? It all Stephen Miller by himself? Yeah, but it was a majority of it, and especially sense. when he talked about the four pillars, I mean, that was all him, and he, he talked about this being a compromise down the middle that was not a compromise down the middle. Uh, but the point is, even if there was a loophole with MS-13 getting in, the point was he didn't mention one word about gun violence and everything else, which, I again, goes back to what I said earlier. He made these discussions because he's appealing to his base, which presidents do of their own party, but that is a problem when you're talking about unity and bringing people together and everything else. It's never going to happen when you don't talk to the whole country. I just have to say for the record that I'm very pro-Second Amendment, which says, well-regulated militia. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, the well-regulated militia is certainly an outdated notion. Exactly. That's what exactly he said in the Constitution. And Trump just said that he was, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. we have a Supreme Court. Now, does it say that in the Second Amendment or does it say it in the Constitution? The I'm, Second I, I'm Amendment now is an amendment oh, to the Constitution. Constitution. <laughs> Which one has the uh, quartering troops? Is that an amendment or is that in Amen- the Constitution? Amendment. That's an amendment. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need another amendment because... That says what? Uh, I don't know. What do people want it to say? Well, that's the real I w- question. I would like money out of politics. That's yes. one of the amendments that is sort of working its way around the country to hopefully be an actual amendment. Mm-hmm. I'd like an amendment that uh, we all get $1,000 if Chel- if uh, Nancy Pelosi smiles, uh, because this uh, was a rough night for her. She will this time next year. <laughs> do you think? I do. I, I don't know. I don't I know do. if her face has enough room and where it can yeah, move at this so. point. But uh, what? She's had wow. some. She's had some work done. Leave her alone. She she'll looks good. To, yeah. So she'll she's be able to smile a lot no matter what. Eighty years old. Point. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Scott here on the other end, Scott Moore is of uh, the firm belief that it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we do this show every week, we usually check in to make sure <laughs> that Scott clock. still feels <laughs> that we're days. Are we days away from President Trump being in speech, I- impeached, or you feel like it's it's more than days, though. Oh, it's I mean, more than it's, days. Is it months? It's months. Less than one year. That's going to be a tough one. I don't think it'll be that soon unless he feels the pressure to resign. But but I think that if, say, there were sweeping Democratic victories mm-hmm. in the midterm elections, then you'd feel a lot more confident about yes. that. Um, yes. So, I, look, this is just bringing everybody up to speed. Anyway. I have a countdown clock. I will. Can I think I you say- should actually start a countdown <laughs> clock. You put that on social media. Trump, yeah, the Trump uh, impeachment slash resignation clock. Real quick about MS-13. There's there, there's estimated about 700,000 members of that gang right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not all. 700,000? I thought it was 70,000. I think it was 700,000. Okay, let, let, let's say it's 70,000. But- either way, yeah. either way. That's not immig- That's not all immigrants. He's so. I'm just saying again to Chelsea's point. Mm-hmm. Like he's making it synonymous gang members with illegal immigrants, and it's just clearly not the case. Right, and bringing it back to that, to the, the point that Chelsea made that it's a Salvadoran gang, yeah. and I'm not saying that it doesn't mean that there can't be Mexicans in the gang, but it, it doesn't necessarily speak to being safer. And, you know, Scott, the uh, Las Vegas shooting came up in terms of something that 
you know, we need to be safer from things like that. Uh, and it, it was not mentioned in the context where you're talking no. about. But uh, I think that, that that was sort of the key. I did want to read a comment uh, in the chat. Thank you, Chelsea, for making sure I saw it. Uh, Christy Jones wrote, My 23-year-old daughter was murdered, shot multiple times by her ex, after she left him, he was on opioids again and had been abusive, legally bought a gun, even practiced at the shooting range. So God, obviously so that, that is a terrible story. And that addresses wow. two things mm-hmm. that came up in the speech. And if maybe you don't <coughs> appreciate the president's <coughs> point of view, they are definitely both uh, issues that are relevant in the country today, the opioid crisis and you know, some of these background checks. And I think that, I don't know if there's a majority, I think that there are a number of gun owners who feel comfortable with background checks. Mm -hmm. Others will point that there are background checks. And there's... Clearly not good enough. Right. Yes. I would say that if you want these background checks to be effective, if people believe in them and then they want to pass them the law... NRA does not support any background checks. They've gone on record and said that they don't support any background. It's more, I'm having you say that into the record. It's, yeah. not, it's not an accusatory question. Uh, in any case, uh, Christy, we do appreciate you uh, sharing but your I, thoughts I with us. But I think it's also, Sorry. you know, the, the, the segue into the opioids is a worthy conversation because Trump mentioned it tonight and it was good of him to mention it and he mentioned 2016 statistics which may be the most recent ones that we have we available. Hopefully, and not just that it was last year Obama was president. Which but I, I mean, those numbers are frightening. Mm-hmm. Awful. And then mm-hmm. the statement he said, we have to do something about it. I was like, really? That I mean, this is where you're supposed to tell us what you want to do about it. Uh, the only glimpse of an idea of what he is thinking about doing about it is that he was talking about the suppliers, the the dealers. But, I mean, for a business guy, I guess he doesn't really understand economics. Mm-hmm. It's supply and demand. There is the supply because there is a demand. And if we were to help people stop needing, wanting, I mean, this is all from... People are in pain and they are medicating, Mm self-medicating, could start from legal drugs, which is another uh, issue that he brought up, turns to, you know, illegal opioids or using legal opioids illegally. But the idea of just going after drug dealers, I mean, drug dealers are anybody who gets a prescription from their doctor. That's what I was going to say. Like half the time the drug dealer is your doctor because you go for surgery and you're prescribed that and you end up getting hooked on it. Um, and that, and a lot of times that's how it happens. It's not even just so from going to a street corner. It's a huge and, problem, but I mm-hmm. have no sense that he actually cares, that he's actually put any thought into this, that he's looked into why we have this situation, what's gotten us here. No idea, and I don't think he really cares. Well, but they've cut a lot of the funding for it, too, to, because to of the tax cuts. To play devil's advocate to some extent, I mean, the president, in, in some cases, is there on a night like the State of the Union to address the 535 losers, the elected officials, who maybe don't do enough. And he didn't put it this way, but you can challenge them. It's like, why don't you do something? Why don't you pass something? Now, he, he, could, he could write a law that would make it easier, but I think he's trying to say, hey, I haven't done much, but you guys haven't done anything either. Isn't this happening in your states? You know, uh, isn't this something that you're you're concerned about? Uh, that, that uh, okay, if that's his go-to response, this is on you rather than this is a this is the night about him, all about him, all of his ideas. I mean, this is definitely and, not all about him. So, you're right. Let, that's all you got. We got to do something, and we got to do something about the drug dealers. I mean, that is just such a shallow, shallow understanding. Hey, if you can there call was a purple ribbon. 
that speaks volumes, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you the know? purple ribbon was? Mm-hmm. I the, pur- I... the purple ribbon that they were wearing. That the they were that was um, awareness about the opioid crisis. I really and thought that so was what because they've Prince done. passed away last year. I didn't realize. <laughs> I, I'm so still the, what they did is they removed the you know uh, mandatory Obamacare participation, and so now there's less people that are mm-hmm. going to be ha- access to less resources, mental health resources, things like that. Mm-hmm. This all goes together, and I'm just left with one giant. You really give a Darn, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying darn. Yes. <laughs> um, let's circle back to uh, immigration. Uh, all very uh, important sort of subtopics tied in that we talked about. Um, there was a very specific line that he used, and uh, Chelsea Moore couldn't believe that he said it than you didn't understand. You understood exactly what he meant when he said Americans are dreamers too. I think you just didn't want to believe that that's what he was saying. You know, sort of a kind of a response to the Dream Act people, the dreamers. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, we're all dreamers. That's sort of like all lives matter. Is That's what exactly that is. what okay. I thought of. And I was like, did he really just say that mm-hmm. to say that? Okay. Mm. I mean, you could even maybe presume that he he could have been saying we're all immigrants, so therefore we're all we're a country of immigrants. Of <laughs> we are all dreamers, yeah. but not likely. That's what he was alluding to. I mean, if he was smart, he would have said, you could say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, he laid out the no, four pillars. Hey, hey, uh-oh, we have to pay royalties uh-oh. on that. Stop. <laughs> but that was a parody version that she did, so it's all right. <laughs> and it was only a couple well, seconds. Look at you. I'm really impressed. Oh, in your oh believe me. I, and because this is a live show, it's okay, but once it's archived yeah. and it replay, yeah. I, I know a lot about uh, some I used to do the music product. lists and, oh. It's a, it's a complete tangent, but a friend of mine used to do right <sighs> and clearances yeah. for Saturday yeah. Night Live. Oh. And that was a sound when they were on the live show, it was fine, but then when they re-ran it, they would have to replace things mm-hmm. where they used like Disney animation and things like that. But anyway, uh, there are four pillars of the uh, immigration plan. We have time. Let's talk about all four of them. <laughs> Number one, a path for citizenship for 1.8 million illegal immigrants brought by their parents, almost three times the people brought by the previous administration. That's sort of my bad note taking yeah. what I ju- the way I just read my notes <laughs> word for word. But he's saying three times the number uh, that the Obama administration allowed. Um, I will uh, start with you, Chelsea, because I know you took copious notes mm-hmm. on the pillars. Uh, so <laughs> pillar number one, the path to citizenship. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that this is uh, uh, okay, sure. But I think that... I hate to say this because it's so cliche. The devil is in the details. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about good moral character. Well, what's his? What's going to be his vetting process of their good moral character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, that that's mm-hmm. number three, which we'll get to. Sort of the the visa lottery. Oh, yeah. well, he, mm-hmm. well, he mentioned he, it as part of pillar one, though. Yeah. It, it, it both the do, pillars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trump. They, they had to. Yeah. So when it gets that subjective, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it you know that's when it's like sounds great. Oh, two nearly two million people, but then there's the but then. Right. So uh, it, it sounds good, you know, but then it, it, it's sort of like, oh, there's all these new jobs, but what's going? It's sort of like, what's the other side of it? What's the other shoe? Yep. So on face value, you're like, that's great. Path to citizenship, which there are plenty in the president's party. If you believe that he's a Republican, which apparently he's registered as one now, uh, there are plenty of his own party that wanted no path to citizenship. Yeah, they're going to so, be really upset about yep. that. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to like it. I'm frankly surprised that that was the first pillar because that mm-hmm. is, you know, 
Yeah, the devil's in the details, but that sounds good. I'm just surprised that Pillar One sounds good. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that giving uh, the, us giving exactly. us that much. Giving I'm that surprised. to uh, the dreamers. Although I thought the 12 year period was way too long at this point for people that were brought in as kids. I did think that was interesting and, that. You know, why would you point out the 12 years yeah. in this speech? Because that's that's not good. That's no, not soon. It seemed odd to throw that in there. But that maybe detail. that's for the people that don't want it. Right. So then they're like, look, long. it's going to be 12 years. Yeah. Ivanka's going to be president by yeah. then. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Everything's going to be, believe me, it's mm-hmm. going to be fine. Chelsea just had a heart attack. <laughs> Wouldn't you think, of, would, would you, just point blank, would Ivanka be a better president than Donald Trump? Objection irrelevant. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. Uh, I just wanted to know your opinion. Uh, I was so say, my I don't coat think hanger she, is going to be better president. She doesn't have an opinion. <laughs> on the couch. Sh- oh, yeah. <laughs> You're making a Roe v. Wade comment yeah, there with a coat hanger? Were... No, oh, no, 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 no. My coat that hanger from this coat on the couch. All right. Uh, so, no. number two, uh, we fully secure the border. Building a Great Wall on the southern border. Mm-hmm. Not the Great Wall. Not the Great Wall of China. This is just a Great oh, Wall. Oh, yeah. So I, oh, 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 I was oh, confused, oh, too. Okay. Yeah. I saw on Twitter that it wasn't the Great Wall of China, no. which I've been to, and, and believe me, it's tremendous. Uh, oddly enough, Bragging. Mexico Mexico paid for the Great Wall of China. Yeah. I don't think they're going to pay for this wall. Um, do you think, and I think I've put this out here on the show before, but you know we have a lot of uh, new viewers and listeners, do you think that he's going to figure out a way to get New Mexico to pay for the wall? And that way, he's like, this is basically what the I same said. thing. You know, they'll just, they'll just figure out a way to, you know, sort of put they it did, in the budget. They didn't vote for him, so maybe he would. He, that would be the next round. I mean, round this of is the <laughs> silliest thing. Can it we is. just recall that much of the borderland is private property? And it is going to take years and tons of money to be able to get that land. It's just not going to happen. And there, again. there is some degree of a wall in some of the border. Some, I know it's not everywhere, yes. but there is. There's already some wall. And, and all the fact fences. that immigrants are coming in illegally through proper border channel checkpoints, right. that's and where, like, flying that's in where, and overstaying their. Re- I mean, that's the problem. The wall does. It's the, nothing but a cute the tunnels, little political I mean, thing. Are, it's just going to be no very yeah. ineffective. Uh, I did sort of, I saw this article and I can't get it out of my mind, this idea about having the wall be like a solar panel wall. Mm-hmm. I've mean, heard this idea yes, actually. And I even, I even told it. that to Joaquin Castro and he's very, like probably very kind and he was like, oh that's interesting and I don't know if he was actually thinking that was interesting or he was like, get this girl out of here. But I, I mean if it was something like that where you, you don't even need a full s- solid wall. Because the other problem is is that that is an area that animals need to be mm-hmm. able to tra- traverse as well. So Wait a minute. Are- have those animals applied for citizenship? <laughs> because if they haven't, I don't want them. And do they have a passport to a get through? A solar farm, you know, all of that is going to be very watched. A lot of cameras on that mm-hmm. to make sure that these... You know, panels are staying. Although with protected. the new, he just mm-hmm. put in new trade tariffs that we can no longer import uh, solar panels. So, China, right? Guess it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a great friend of the show that is uh, always in the chat. His name is Storage Yard Resident. He <laughs> has been with us from the beginning, from when we started doing the mm-hmm. show during the campaign when it was called uh, Trump versus Hillary. And he wanted to point out he's been on the Trump train from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, build the wall! Exclamation point. So you have. The storage yard residents of the world, or the country, who it's still important to them, and that's why it comes up. Well, and we're not talking about who's paying for it anymore. We've sort of moved past. Okay, that. so here's my two questions: Is it okay if it's solar, and is it okay if you understand that there cannot be a straight wall across 
the whole thing? Is it just that you want like the symbolic protection of a wall in at least part of the border? I because I, I really mm-hmm. don't understand the logic behind it. I, I if it was either. going to work, maybe okay. All you know, although listen, my mom is a Mexican immigrant. She came here legally, but still, I have a lot of compassion for immigrants. And again, this situation is something else that requires a bit of a history lesson. Don't wonder why those people are coming over. We had a lot to do with messing up their homeland. I mean, well, actually, we took part of it anyways. But mm-hmm. even the people who were always on the other side of the border, if you look at what we did have done, are doing to Mexico, it's our demand for these drugs that's currently causing a murderous rampage mm-hmm. in Mexico. We, we do a lot of stuff that m- messes with Mexico. Maybe if we play nice... They will also play nice. They will have a nice place to want to stay in and won't be so desperate to come for our jobs. I right. wish I heard what you said right now, but I'm too high to really keep track of it. <laughs> My apologies to you, Chelsea. But the but, second part of the uh, second pillar, and I'll let you get to that thought in a second, Scott, <laughs> okay. was ending catch and release. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I think, again, you're sort of throwing that out there. You're chumming the waters for the base. Of, mm-hmm. uh, you yep. know, that's something that uh, they, they don't like the idea of catch and release. So let's not answer the question of what happens when you catch them and not release them. Let's just say we're not going to do catch and release anymore. I'm not quite sure what the plan is there. But what were you going to say, Scott? I don't want to leave you hanging. Well, no, because I was going back to because when you talk about immigrants and you really think about it, the majority clearly of this country's background is from immigrants. And, you know, I know from firsthand that my grandparents came over. uh, But again, it's because you're dealing with a lot of issues like you're talking about the wall is not going to change that and we really just need to be thinking more of like again nobody really wants to have to leave their homeland to go search for a new life yeah, here wh- let's wonder why nobody are wants they to leave that's where their home that's their family their loved ones that's where they grew up that's all they know people don't want to leave if they don't have to and what can we do to help even the playing field a little bit for what these countries we that we've... correct what we've what messed, we've up, messed over up over there so that they they're, feel they're, they need to come Right, here. and less likely to have to come over here. And the thing is, is it's gone way down throughout the Obama years and and gone way down this year from because Trump is not welcoming for immigrants. So his base should already be happy because the numbers are so down over the past couple of years with people illegally crossing. And there's no reason that we need to be investing billions of dollars in the wall, and we still have to get to all the other things like infrastructure and everything else that all of a sudden we're going to spend it's a trillion dollars on. a massive waste. And it's just a waste of money, and it's never going to get done in time, like Chelsea said, if it ever happens. It's way too much of a border, and he's even admitted himself it's going to be, you know, some fencing, some cameras, you've got the Rio Ground there, you, Grand and, River. You, and you some of it's going to be, like, from the, old, from the old Bugs Bunny <laughs> cartoons, it's going to be a boulder yeah. where they draw a picture right. of a wall that makes it look like it's taller. I think it should be one of them Velcro walls where we all put in those suits and you can do, you know, yeah. like at a, oh, one that'd of those be kind of awesome. trampoline parks. Uh, yeah, but, do that with the solar. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd, be go- I'd be game for that. Yeah. By the way, our, our American citizens might be doing exercise yes, then. Yes, there we go. Mm-hmm. Get in there, shape. There's some percentage of us. Some of Americans do exercise, mm, you know, just true. not in some of the border states. I'm not going to name <laughs> any states where maybe people don't do enough uh, exercise. But, you know, there's some airports you go to where you really shake your head. Uh, Storage resident, uh, as I mentioned in the chat, he said, I will take as much wall as I can get. So that sort of response. And, okay. and why? 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 What is a little. He'll feel safer. What, <laughs> and, but what if that's a false sense of security? 
I mean, Does it's it still a sense of security, a is it not? Sense of security that costs twenty five billion dollars. Right. I'm I'm all for placebos. If you think drinking out of that cup is going to save mm-hmm. your life, go for it. But if that Thank cup you. costs twenty five <laughs> billion dollars, be like, I'm gonna find you a different cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> steal that cup and sell it on eBay right. for fifteen million dollars. <laughs> Billion, billions. Dollars. I know. It's like, a million. That's all right. Oh, that'll be enough. Like I don't want to be greedy. <laughs> the, the, the lengths, the costs that people are mm-hmm. willing to incur for a false sense of safety is bananas, which takes me back to that we need that more mental health service. Oh, I thought you were right. going to say we that we do. need to eat more bananas. No, we, we do. And, I love bananas. And less hamburgers. Well, yeah, actually, <laughs> bananas true. was part of the reason why we got involved in the Guatemalan Civil War. Did you know that? Now, that mm-hmm. is bananas. Let's uh, stick with the four <laughs> pillars before we run out of time. Uh, number three. Ends the visa lottery that randomly hands out green cards. This would be the merit-based system that I sort of alluded to that you're right was mentioned in number one. But that is definitely a devil in the details moment mm-hmm. where it's like, well, what is this criteria? Right. You know, uh, that are – they're good people. Does that mean that you're applying for citizenship from – I don't know – Norway, as opposed to an asshole country. I, I yeah. don't know. Uh, yeah, an asshole country. Uh, Zambia, uh, Wakanda. Shout out to Black Panther coming out later in the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I think that is that the question. And I'll start with you, Scott. Uh, do you think that that's sort of what they're saying? I mean, they're not literally saying not from Mexico, but they're yes. saying like we're going to let in the right kind of immigrants. Exactly. So you feel that's what he's saying? Uh, oh, absolutely. I'm not saying I feel that 100 percent. Okay. Yes. Uh, Tamron, do you feel like that's? Uh, yeah, because if you're going to come over here for to be a neurosurgeon or an engineer, you're already coming from a background where you're not a refugee. So. Yeah. So you're saying that a Mexican person can't be a neurosurgeon? I know you didn't say that, but I'm asking you: Did you say that? Yeah, you know what? Yes, that's could, what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Because as, as a as a member of the one percent, I'm going to be the mm-hmm. the that, person on the panel. That'll look good on the reel. So thank <laughs> you for be. letting us get that in there. Uh, Chelsea, ending the visa lottery. Do you feel like is there anything good about that, or is it just the whole idea flawed? Uh, is there any good to it? I'm sure because there's pretty much something good in almost everything, and I'm sure if I dug deep enough, I could find even something. in the wall. Um, yeah. I'm just surprised to hear you say it. That's, That's is there is there any benefit? Sure, but is it worth is a cost of twenty five? Mm-hmm. Is it even worth five billion dollars? Much less twenty five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But right. if just there was a free wall being offered, okay. But back to this question with the visa lottery, I I can't I can't right now imagine the um the the larger implications it's going to have for us just because in my whole life this is what we've we've had but i think that people are going to be actually bummed because when they see like how many jobs immigrants do that citizens don't want to do and then it's going to be glaringly obvious that it wasn't these immigrants coming to take steal our jobs that it was actually citizens that are like um that doesn't pay enough i have to wake Mm -hmm. up too early working with cows stinks whatever it is too long of a day yeah that um and i know that there are some business people out there who you know Probably Trump supporters, but are thinking to themselves, oh, shoot, you know, payroll is going to skyrocket because I'm not going to have any immigrants that I can um, pay for this work. And the the cost of all of our fruit and vegetables and all that is going to go up, which is going to just 
have this whole other circular problem. So, so I then just it'll be going... cheaper to eat at McDonald's than eating fruit. So you see that is going to work against some yeah, things that's very that, important to that, uh, that a burger, you know, that used to be a live animal that was raised, that needed water, that needed food, and then needed to be slaughtered and processed. Oh, he and needed traveled. to be slaughtered. He was a very naughty cow. And that <laughs> will cost you less than something that just grew out of the ground. Should Are you make... talking about marijuana? That because <laughs> yeah, hamburgers should be cheaper vegetables. than vegetables. Yeah. I mean, should make you wonder what the heck are we doing? What is our policy that allows a hamburger to be cheaper than an apple? Pink slime. Yes, mm-hmm. lots of filler. Lots and lots of filler. I mean, that's a hundred percent. When you mm-hmm. eat an apple, that's a hundred percent apple. Mm-hmm. When you eat a burger, you I, don't that's know. A, uh, that sounds like fake news to me. But we'll, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, and true. then finally, the fourth pillar, and uh, we'll try and get to a couple other things in our final minutes. But the fourth pillar: protect a nuclear family by ending chain migration. This was one of the moments where we heard some resounding boos. Mm-hmm. A single immigrant can bring in unlimited numbers of distant relatives, and that it's specific just, phrase is where the big boos okay, came from. Because it's not true. It's not true, and, exactly. limiting it, they want to limit it to spouses and minor children. That's actually Which already the case. So right. that's what it is yeah. now. And, and, but also, okay. basically. But I would also... But everybody knew this except me. No, but I would also add, too, like, again, what is the definition, devil, and details of nuclear family? Because there was this whole thing in the LA Times that happened this Sunday about a gay couple... Fake news, go on. ...who were married and had, uh, you know, had twin boys... Uh, but one being Israeli descent, uh, th- that child was now considered not an American citizen because the husband was not an American citizen except by marriage to the, the uh, American citizen who was born here in California. So it goes back to how do you decide about nuclear families and who's going to come in? Does that include uh, le- legally gay married couples and lesbian couples and transgender? And those are things that I feel like we're not mention the details that are going to be very important for this discussion as well because when you have issues like that where a child who was technically born through you know in vitro and 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 through surrogate and and not through the traditional means is now all of a sudden not considered an american citizen also they make it seem like uh the the spouses or children that are clear uh direct relatives as if they are coming in through like that mm-hmm. like it's still a mountain of paper like, it's years, years go by it's paperwork like, it's not almost like a decade background yeah, checks it's, and... it's not like i can just send for my child yes, and, and they're and here they walk tomorrow in. yeah and related but not you know it's it's been almost an hour since the show began and in that hour as president trump told us seven people have died of a heroin overdose mm-hmm. i would have been much more impressed to see a four pillar plan for the opioid mm-hmm. crisis than immigration so i don't really feel like it's worth spending a lot of time talking about this you know chain migration which by the way that's going to be the last time i ever use that phrase that is not a thing it's called yeah. family reunification and by us using that phrase we are sort of empowering this false narrative well i feel like that in particular is something that we can uh speak about in future weeks we literally have three minutes left and i wanted to kind of touch on something that was early on in the speech sort of addressing these challenges that we've never seen before. And there was a moment where President Trump, he went through the the hurricanes. Of course, he mentioned Texas. He mentioned Florida. I'm going to admit 
was surprised he made sure that he got uh, Puerto Rico in there. That's a well-written speech. But uh, Chelsea, I know you had something very important that you wanted to make about that because you were you showed it to me basically right when he said it. So I wanted to make sure we got this in here because I knew that was important to you. Yeah, basically, I don't know if anybody else did, but when he said the statement, there were challenges that we could never have imagined. I just imagine uh, Al Gore being like, you know, like just like live it out of his mind like what do you mean I've been telling you people you know I really have this whole like drama in my <laughs> yeah head. I know and then you lost your headphones for exactly. those listening on iTunes yeah. you didn't like that, that that's happened, how yeah. dramatic like that's how strong I mean he's like what are you talking about you never could have imagined I showed you this in video okay anyways so that was my first reaction mm-hmm. to hearing that line and then he talks about Puerto Rico and it's like we are with you and we love you and and then it's like uh, did you know that FEMA today said they're ending food and water mm-hmm. Um, assistance to the island and that there are still half a million people without yeah, electricity. Yes. They couldn't a, even hear or see that America and is even, even with Even the Florida recovery, and you have a Republican Senator Marco Rubio, but with Democratic Senator Bill Nelson said the recovery is not going as well as the federal government is claiming it's going as well. Um, and, and, and that's part of the issue, too, is like, and we know all the tweets that he made to Puerto Rico earlier in the fall, yeah. which just completely well, are the opposite of Let me of what just get this about. in because it ties into that. Uh, so uh, my dad's wife is uh, from Puerto Rico originally. She still has family there. So uh, when I've talked to them and they have family back there, it, it is not going well mm-hmm. now. And I don't even know how many months it is. It's, it's, it's been three, four? Four. four yeah. So uh, obviously it, it's, not, it's not going great that, there. This is not the, the most t- insulting, insulting, like mm-hmm. really. And that was it's early awful. in the speech. Right. That was I don't so. think uh, the American public doesn't f- absorb what uh, millions of people without electricity. We freak out when our batter- phone batteries dip below thirty percent, <laughs> which I'm like, doing right now yeah, because my phone, with my notes on it, is dip below thirty percent. Like ah, <laughs> don't want to die. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, uh, there is obviously so much more we could the talk drug, about the drug prices, the prescription drugs. That's for something yeah. for next week. Well, that's going to have to be for next at least week. the channel that we were watching did not pan over to Bernie. If anybody else <laughs> saw Bernie's face at the moment that Trump talked about reducing prescription Look, yeah. drug prices, I would really I, like a. I saw Alex Azar is now the new HHS secretary who worked I, I, saw, I saw Bernie Sanders one time and he was applauding which told me that he probably wasn't listening in any case <laughs> we are out of time oh. thank you so to everyone time. who joined us in the chat on YouTube thank you to all of our friends watching us for the first time on America's Voice uh, you can always find us Tuesdays at 7 Pacific on YouTube at After Buzz TV but mm-hmm. you can also find us at various times over there on America's Voice. Uh, for myself, you can follow me at Christian DMZ. Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Galicia. Tamara? On Twitter at HeyTamara underscore. Everywhere else at HeyTamara. And Scott? And on Twitter at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. All right. Thank you to everyone. And uh, thank you, President Trump, for giving us so much to talk about tonight <laughs> that even when we have a full hour and we game plan, mm-hmm. we still run out of time. We mm-hmm. will see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.